You're listening to the Down at Bellevue podcast, the number one Wakefield Trinity fan podcast talking all things Trim. Welcome back to another episode of the Down at Bellevue podcast. Uh, it's me, Matt. Um, unfortunately, Dan and Amy are busy this week. Dan's just moved into a new house, so celebrate that. Um, but we do have a guest host today. It's, it's my mate, Liam uh, Dawson, who uh, used to play rugby with, but he's also a massive Wakefield fan. How are you doing, Liam? I'm good, mate. How are you? Not too bad. It's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> well, a long, long time, yeah. <laughs> um, just before we like sort of go into the podcast, do you want to just tell us about your favourite players and, and stuff like that, growing up watching the trim? Yeah. Um, I suppose... Growing up, obviously, a similar age, and we'll have pretty similar um, interests in players. Um, Jason Dimitri was just brilliant for us. Um, but I, I, I really had a soft spot for Monty Deefham. Yeah. It was only here for a, a season. Yeah. But yeah, it was, I, I, honestly, that, that 2016, although didn't go too well, that season, I did. Yeah. I did enjoy that team, to be honest. I, I still look back at it now and think, how did that 2016 end up in that situation? Yeah, there were some phenomenal plays in that team. Yeah, there was. It, it kind of is what it is, really, isn't it? With it, yeah. It's part yeah. of being a Wakefield fan, one good season. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we thought what we'd do is we'd just sort of cover what went on at the weekend. Now that we've slept on it and thought how bad Mikulowskis is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll probably touch on Wigan on Thursday night as well. Luckily, there's been a bit of team news, so we can actually base it on that as well. It's not just our rumours and speculation. Um, so I'll just run through the game, I guess, from the weekend. Uh, fourth minute, Briscoe, Briscoe try. Uh, ninth minute, Tom does something special. Uh, senior. Yeah, really special, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Miller, uh, 19th minute, Miller show and go. Ashurst went over. Uh, 25th minute, right edge defensively again, and Sutcliffe scored. 34th minute, Dwyer barged over. Uh, 37th minute, uh, the first example of the new ripping rule we see, uh, and Myler scored. 45th minute, Johnston, world class again. Uh, 58th minute, uh, young Broadbent went over for Leeds. 70, 77th minute, Broadbent intercepts it before Miller can get it out to Johnston. And then 80th minute, Nikolauskas decides he wants to be centre stage and, and calls a forward pass, which probably wasn't forward. Um, Liam, what's suppose we might as well go back to the start and talk about the Briscoe try first. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have the same thought as me? Uh, where it was like, oh, oh, here we go again. Yeah, it's, it's been an issue for a while, defending on the wings. Um, I thought maybe with with the two new coaches in, it might have improved a bit, but I suppose it seems it's difficult. It seems to be the right edge for me. I, I yeah. don't think we get troubled as much down Bill and Tom's side. No. And I don't even really blame Reese for it, really. I just think the way that the wingers are going to shoot in on that side for some reason, because they're playing on the, the left wing for the opposition, which is normally the stronger side, the they're always going to have more of a chance. And it just seems that the right edge doesn't seem to get it as much as the left edge do. And 
it's, it's a frustrating one because I, I just don't think really we should have conceded that try. And at the time, I was I was quite worried in terms of what that could have led to. I thought maybe we're onto a hiding here. Fourth minute in, that's not great. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I was probably thinking the worst as soon as it happened. Would have been so early on and it'd been a, something that's obviously come about for a few seasons prior. I thought if they just keep going there, it's going to be be a bit of an issue. But it, it, it seemed to um, improve as the game went on a little bit. Yeah. Uh, five minutes after that, we got to see Tom... Johnson do something that he's wanted to do since a couple of years ago, like we said in, in the Sky Sports preview. Um, he's back. He's back, yeah. No, he's that's back. it. He's, he's back. Full length. Yeah. He's, he's world class. Unbelievable. Unbelievable <laughs> player. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll touch on him a little bit more, I guess, when we talk about his second effort. But, yeah, just as good. <laughs> yeah, well, I just think at this point now, he genuinely is has to be considered England's best winger. And yeah, all right, we might be accused of being a little bit biased on this one because we're both Wakefield fans, but I can't think of another winger in Super League that can score the range of tries he can. Okay, Makinson's probably just as good a finisher, yeah. but I don't see Makinson creating that try out of nothing like he did for the first one. No, I, I completely agree. Um, it just seems to just, we just need to get him the ball a bit more. Just let him do what he does. As long as he stays injury free, we'll be, we'll be all right there. I think. Yeah, and no, I, I agree. Um, a couple of minutes later, senior scored right in the corner. Uh, wonderful finish. It was um, strong, very strong. Stay in. What's your thoughts on Innes? Um. I wish we um, would kick to him a bit more with him with his height. Um, same with Tom as well. Um, yeah, I think they're both great in the air. I think it's an issue with our play, really. I think we we struggle to to kick the ball into the right areas. Yeah. Uh, it's something that ev- everyone I've spoke to said. Why don't we kick to Tom more? He's he's brilliant in the air. I scored that try against was it Leeds last year? We just put yeah. the ball out of the air, spun around, and put it down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I do like him as senior. Um, I was impressed with him last year, and I'm I'm glad we got him for another year. Yeah, I mean, Amy's a little bit biased when we talk about the right wing spot because she sponsors Liam yeah, K. But, Liam K. Um, it's been a bit of a talk really in the last few weeks. Who's going to be the right edge um, winger? Who, who would you rather see there personally? Um, it's a tough one because. I suppose I don't watch much championships, so I have not really seen Liam Kay, yeah. um play that much. I mean, obviously, his try scoring is, is is there for everyone to see. You know how many tries he's scored down there. So he's been given the five shirt. I would say give him a chance. Was he injured, I believe? Uh, no, he was in the, I think he was in the 21. Was I just think, I think he went with Innis over, over him for speed. But okay. It's an interesting choice, given... In the five shirt and then not starting him, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I think I probably like in a senior with just with his height and yeah. Personally, I'd go 
Kershaw. But <laughs> well, I, yeah. I, I love Lee Kershaw. I think he's the strongest man in the world, and <laughs> he, he has. I mean, people at work we call him the uh, the bald eagle. He's just <laughs> he flies through the air, and he's when he's going for the corner. He's. I don't know what it is about him. I just love him. I just think he's mint. Yeah, I, I would like to see him obviously get more chances um, as, as this season goes on. Hopefully, it's not due to injuries and just can be rotation. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I, I do. I do like Kershaw. Um, yeah. Suppose we'll get on to the next try. I mean, Miller breaking through, finding Ashurst, and at this point, I don't know about you, but I was thinking, are we good again? Like, yeah. We... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, <laughs> Get that name on that trophy. Yeah, (laughs) let's get the buses booked, as Sean Wayne once said. Um, No, I think at that point, it was kind of like watching 2017, where it feels like Miller going through and finding Ashurst on his edge. Which I I personally think a lot to do with Lino, just allowing Miller to to be himself. No, I I completely agree. I think he's, um, he's taken that little bit of pressure off Miller, I think yep. most people in rugby league are saying the same as well. Mm. Miller's there. Miller's there to run, run around and, and be expressive, whereas Lino's there to kick the ball, organise. And, and from what we saw on Saturday, um, I'm really excited to see that combination build because it looked good, but it's obviously still not 100%. They're still not 100% used to playing with each other. Um, I think we're in for a good time with them too. It, it, it just works like obviously they've not had a massive amount of time together so it's always going to improve um, but yeah I was, I was impressed what I saw um, Leonard it didn't have to do much Miller did the the, um, the more threat um, yeah. but that's what we wanted well, that's what I wanted anyway yeah the next the next try was um, Alex Sutcliffe I think it was and um, when they made the break, and I think it was Broadbent that made the break. And, and to be honest, if, we, if if I could be slightly unbiased against Leeds for just a minute, that Broadbent kid looks like he's a talent. Like he looks another great centre. Yeah, we've got a few. Yeah, um, he made the break and then went out wide, and, and Briscoe launches it five yard forward, and it ends up in Sutcliffe's <laughs> hands, and, and he falls over, and Mikulowskis were looking away at that point, I think. Um, <laughs> it was one of those, I guess. It's right edge again, but at the same time, I think it was slightly undefendable. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, nothing's undefendable, but it, it was it was good play. Obviously, the, the break helped with that when we spread it out and the defense isn't set, so it it, it made it undefendable really. Thirty uh, fourth minute. This is kind of like the collapse before half time, I guess we'll call it. Do I badge another? Yeah, um, there's not not much to say about that. I, I hate tries from dummy half close to the line, which is strange because um, you used to be the hooker, so I thought you were quite admire that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, was, I, I never could do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I, I, don't, I don't like tries like that. I think for me, the defense on that that play. Especially was was a little bit softer. And, I mean, Bachelor sort of takes a wrong step, um, and Walker probably isn't. He's, he doesn't look the strongest kid. 
And I think it should, shouldn't have been there, should he really? Yeah, no. It, it's like you say, you can't really defend that action from our players because it's it, it wasn't good enough. Um, that's probably that try was probably the most disappointing one we conceded on Saturday. I, I don't want to see that. Like, no. If if they're going over there, you need to be holding them up at the end of the day. I don't mind long-range breaks. I don't mind a bit of expansive play and they're throwing it round us, but soft defence that, that close to the line is just it's just poor. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's undefendable. Um, uh, you can't really defend your players when, when that does happen. Um, it does happen quite a lot. I've seen it quite a few times over the weekend. But, yeah, I just, I just, I just can't get it. I just can't do it. <laughs> Deal with it. It's 37th minute, so another three minutes later, uh, there was the slightly contentious rip moment. Uh, we'll talk about the new rule, I guess, but Myla scoring. What's your thoughts on the rule? Uh, I don't like it. It happened three times within the game. and I mean, obviously it benefited Leeds massively, but when you actually look at it from from the outside, um, how long do you actually get? So when is a player fastest held? Obviously, it's when the ball goes down, but there's no momentum there. There's no movement from the player. All you have to do is, is try to take someone down too too low and one up top holding the ball. They knock him down, and as they're knocking him down, they let go and the ball comes out because that's the way that gravity works. Like, yeah, how are you meant to how are you meant to stop that? And and all right, okay. Leeds didn't end up, it didn't happen to Leeds once, but did you watch the Catalan game afterwards? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't watch no. that one, to be honest. See, the, in the Catalan Hulkear game, it happened a couple of times as well in that one. And I was I was sat there thinking, like, from an unbiased point of view at that point, thinking, this rule just doesn't sit well with me. I, I know it's probably going to stay for at least a few weeks or even the season. But I've just sat there thinking, it just spoils it. Like it's the same as it's the same as the twenty forty rule, and we're going off tangent a little bit here. But the same as the twenty forty rule, like just I think it takes away from excellent defensive work. Yeah, um, I can't see it happening that much to be honest. I can't see no. players trying it. No, I mean if it, if it doesn't come off, they're in trouble. But if yeah. it does, like it just it takes away from the excellent work that you do if you keep the side. For five tackles in their twenty, and then they just boot it clear and get a twenty forty. It just, it just feels a bit wrong, really. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's. I think like we're um, we're trying to get um, too much in line with the NRL. Um, mm. I mean, I feel like we should, but it is a completely different game. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm not keen on it. I'll be honest. Like, I, I, no, the, I'm, the I'm not changes. keen on either. The rule changes this year, I think they've done it because they felt like they needed to change a rule. Like, it doesn't, they didn't need to change it. They've already changed the scrums around them, and that's fine. If they don't want to have scrums because of coronavirus, that's fine. Leave it at that. Like, the rules were fine last year. Everyone was adapted to them by the end of it. Just give that 12 months to, to settle rather than throwing these rip ball rule in 2040 and other jokes that they've thrown in there as well. Um, I guess it's as well when we're talking about that. We do have to kind of say Leeds did look like they prepared for it and we didn't. Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, on commentary, they said that all it takes is one call from a player to say that they're off with one player on the ball. It's 
it's an easy an easy advantage to take. Yeah, I mean that took us to half time, twenty two sixteen. I was I was relatively happy at that point. Still pretty confident that we could get something out of it. Yeah, uh, then the fortieth minute, the first real action of the second half. Luke Gale gets the ball, and I don't think he was particularly any good on Saturday. Luke Gale gets the ball, decides he's going to hoof it to the winger, and Tom Johnson just flies out of nowhere and goes goes the length of the field. Yeah, again, this is going back to attacking kicks to him. This is something not scripted. Is is Reddit from a defend like? Defending, come out taking the ball, and just gone full length, which is unbelievable. But if you go back to when we're saying kick to the kick to him more often when you're attacking, because mm. he can do it. Yeah, I mean, do we have to have that conversation about how special he is? Because I think the, there's there's been a couple of rumors flying about that he's probably looking at an NRL move. That's that's just what I'm hearing from like. The great buying. I don't know anything in particular. Don't know anything specifically. Um, but do you, I mean, for me, it's amazing that we've managed to hold on to him for this long. Yeah, I think injuries have been his issue. Um, but it's it's definitely talented enough to to move down under to to, to play over there for probably any team. Not like one of the the lesser teams. It could easily. Mix it with the big boys up over there. I think this. I think people are still trying to make the argument about his defence and stuff. But when you can make reads like that, like I, I don't, I don't see the issues with his defence that I did two years ago. No. There were some issues at that point, but at this, at this point now, after all right, last year was a bit of a hodgepodge season, scripted together and stuff. But we'll not go there. Well, no, <laughs> not, not in terms of our performance anyway. But. Um, in terms of the overall play of Tom last year, you could see he'd improved, and, and even this year, look, he looks a machine. Like he, he looks physically able to cope with it, and a few players do actually. I think uh, maybe not the NRL, but a few players look bigger and stronger than they did last year. I yeah, think I'd single out um, Crowder. I think George Crowder looks a lot bigger. Um, he looks like he's really worked on his build for the last year. Not sure about him at hooker, but yeah, no, that's I, a different, a different. Do you know what? I think it's, I think it's a bit of a tough one because Carl Wood was obviously out one. He wouldn't have played. Yeah, yeah I um, think it's a bit of a tough one because I think you either have Josh Wood or Crowder. If you're going to have one of them, you have Josh Wood or Crowder as your um, hooker, and then you have Kyle Wood. Yeah, pace that that system's always worked. You need one that's going to tackle and one that's going to control the game. Yeah. And, and spark it up a little bit, like like Dwyer and, and Leeming did when they yeah. for them. And when you when you've got, I love Josh Wood and I love jo- I love Jordy Crowder as well. I think they're both really good players defensively. But when you've got the same player coming on for the same player, it's a bit like there's no variety in the attack. And, and I don't think it's the fault of them too. Like they are good hookers in their own aspects. Yeah. But Kyle Wood just gives you something different. Well, I've I've got that written down in the notes of the game. Um saying that I think we missed Kyle Wood so much in that game because it just helps you go forward as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, I feel like his props were were dominated a bit, but I think with Kyle Wood in there, I, I don't think that happens as much because you've got him as a running threat. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think 
he helps control the game a little bit as well. And yeah. I know we've already sort of mentioned Miller and Lino saying how good we think that's going to be as a combination. But Kyle Wood gives you that little bit of a difference from dummy half. You don't know if he's going to do the same as what they're going to do or if he's going to do something himself. Um, 58th minute, a young Broadbent went over for a try and he really impressed me, to be honest. If, if Tom Johnston what man at match, I think he will probably second. Yeah, he is. He was a good player. Um, annoyingly good, actually. With, <laughs> with, yeah, with the, the break that he made in the first half, obviously, for one of the tries and then obviously scoring that one. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a bit... I, I, I don't think there'll be many rhinos listening to this, like, but uh, I, I was I was quite glad that the after the game I was I was a bit annoyed that Conrad Hurrell was missing because I think we'd have played better against Conrad Hurrell than we did against Jack Broadbent. Yeah. Um, he's just, he never seems to play well against us. I don't know why, but I'd, I'd have rather have Tupu against Hurrell because he's he's still not that quick. Like he's, he's just, for me, he's not. He's I don't understand the hype, but. Um, he's, yeah, I don't know. I think Jack Jack Broadbent's definitely got a future in the game. Yeah. I think yeah. they've got some good players, Leeds. I think if we can keep hold of them young kids, they've they've got some talent. And as much as I hate saying that, and I, and I do say that through gritted teeth, <laughs> but you've um, got to, aren't you? If it's yeah, concerning Leeds. <laughs> um, suppose that was sort of the end of the game, really, in terms of points. Why there's still incidents going on after that. I mean. 77th minute, uh, Miller missed an opportunity really to find Tom out wide with a cutout. Yeah. Uh, Broadbent again, mentioning him again, he um, he made the interception. Um, I've watched that back. I don't know if you have. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of throw a bit of dirt on one of the half players, and I don't really want to. <laughs> but if Alex Walker's in this position that Max Jarrett would have been in, I think mm-hmm. we score that. He's too tight to Miller. He's not giving him enough of an option to get it out. And he's got two players on the outside of him. Miller could either loop the ball over everyone like he can do, or he can find Jowett on a deeper ball. Yeah, I, I think... Walker obviously, didn't give him that option. Yeah, and um, you, you pointed Walker out. I thought he actually had a decent game. Probably one of his better games for us. Mm. Um, safe under the eyeball, obviously. Um, but I, I can't really comment on what you... <laughs> what you mentioning as far as it just I can't remember it. <laughs> no, do you know what? Um, it was actually someone had mentioned it to me in 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 a conversation earlier today. Actually, they they tagged me in the video and, and I, I watched it. I was thinking, yeah, I missed that first time, but I've seen that now, and I think, yeah, maybe Walker could have run that line. And it's interesting you say he had a good game, and I I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think there's two incidents in which Walker cost us the game. And I don't mean that in a nasty way. Like, I thought he did have a very good game under the ball. Uh, but he, for that one, where he, I don't think he was deep enough. And then mm. the first half, the first time he caught the ball and he got dragged back over his line, rather than finding the ground. It's, I'm not, I know I'm it's not, a little bit harsh, but... Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not convinced. I'm not, I don't even know if he was over the line, for one. And yeah. I thought they dragged him when he was down. Or two. Yeah. It's I think bit, it was a bit unfair. It's a bit tight, that call. I, I did watch it again, and it's very tight. I, I don't think his arm's down. I think they managed to hold him up and drag him, which is kind of okay, I guess. Um, mm. But I don't know. I, I don't want to bag him too much, because I don't think he's at single fault for us losing the game. 
But then two incidents just kind of did make me think if Max was there or even if Rocky was there, I think that doesn't happen. And same with the Dwyer barge over. Walker's mm. the man that's tackling him. If it's Max, he's a little bit bigger than him. Does that happen? Probably not. Um, yeah, he's, I don't want to kind of be too unfair on Walker though, because like you say, he, he was very safe under the ball. Um, it was one of his better games for us. He made some good tackles when he was called upon. And you know what? I, I, when he signed, I, I was very excited for that signing. I thought he was excellent for London. Um, he's kind of not shown it yet, but through no real fault of his own, I guess. I'm still excited to see what he can do in his career. I just don't know if it's going to happen with us now at this point. Yeah, it's, it's there in him. He can do it. Obviously, we've seen it. But yeah, it's whether it shows it for us. I'm, I'm not sure. It's, it's good competition for Max. So at the end of the day, he needed someone to be at least chasing his shirt. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think I think what you're saying there is spot on. Um, then in the very last minute, uh, we, we we get the ball back and we make a break and it finds its way to Riesling and Riesling, for me, passes it flat and uh, Nicolas just can't wait to blow his whistle. Um, I mean, we'll talk about the referee's performance in a little bit, but yeah, for you, was it was it bold? Was it not? I don't know if I'm looking through it with tainted Wakefield eyes, but it didn't look forward. If it was forward, it was very, very minimal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not... I mean, the linesman was in line with it. He didn't give it. So, well, I don't believe he gave it. No, no. Well, we don't know, do we? Because they don't raise the no. flags at this point. No. Just talk through the mics. And but he did carry on running down the line, didn't he? So, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Mm. I don't know. What was... I might as well just get onto it now, I guess. What was your thoughts on the referee? Uh, Paul. Um, I don't know how in 80 minutes Leeds could go and not warrant a six again call with all the holding down that they were doing. It's... They're the best side in the world for rook control at this yeah. point because they, they, don't, they don't get caught. Um, no. <laughs> at the end of the day, soon, I mean, I don't want to bag referees too much. That's, that's not what we're here for. The club don't like bagging the referees and I understand that. But from our side as fans, when you're watching the game... and, and It ruins the game sometimes. Yeah, when 50-50s go to becoming 100 to nothings, it's like, well, what's, why, why, why is that happening? And I just think, personally, I, I don't rate him as a referee. We've spoke to championship fans. They don't understand how he's refereeing Super League. And there's, I, I think there's a massive gap at the bottom of Super League in terms of the quality. I think you look at, for me, Thaler, Hicks, child they're all very good competent referees yeah they might make the odd mistake but on the whole they're good and then Kendall sometimes can get it wrong a few times and Liam Moore looks like he could be a good referee but gets it wrong a little bit and then there's just this absolute drop and it's it's, it's Mikulowskis every team that's had him says the exact same things about him he loses control of games he tends to pick a team and then sticks with that team for the game. It, no matter what the call is, he, he tends to side with their calls. And I, I don't think we're trying... To, I'm not trying to be biased on it. I just think when I've seen him referee other sides as well, I've noticed that... And mm. I, saw, I saw fans on Twitter saying the same, fans of other clubs saying the same, saying he's giving everything to Leeds here, what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, I, 
I wasn't impressed. Was yeah, well, I'm I'm not. Um, I'm going to throw a little bit on on a decision that the linesman made in the first ten minutes of the game as well. Here, uh, I don't know if you saw it. Um, and I don't want to don't want to dwell on it too much because it led to Tom Johnson's first try. Um, but there was a tackle made on uh, Tom Briscoe in the corner, and Bill Tupu literally grabs his hand and puts it on the touchline. <laughs> right in front of the, the linesman. And it, you can clearly see it. I even paused it on the TV <laughs> and showed everyone around me that he was in touch. And it just seemed to get ignored. And as I say, yeah. I don't want to dwell on it too much because the next player they turned over <laughs> the ball and a couple of players later, Tom's down the other end. But for me, I just it was at that point that I knew that here we go again. Yeah, I mean... I, I, I'm not a fan of the officiating at the minute. I think, and I, and I do think part of that is on the new rule changes. I think it, we're making it an unnecessarily harder job for them. And it doesn't need to be that hard for the referees. Just give them a set of rules to stick to for a few years. Like yeah. they'll get back. This this new rip rule is an example of it. Like different referees will interpret it in different ways, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for them to control games. They're gonna get. They're gonna get the abuse, not from not from level-headed people, I guess, but from people that just want to abuse people on Twitter because you see them all the time. The 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 RFL and the referees should really think about that and, and sort of take an action against that and sort of give themselves that little bit of space and not get themselves into that situation. It, it, it's so fixable. It, they just need to. Stop making silly rules up every year and mm. give them something else to concentrate every year. Just, just keep the game, keep it simple, and yeah. let the rugby do the talking rather than the, the controversies and the the decisions that go wrong. Mm-hmm. It's probably the hardest thing to do in the game, um, yeah. and I never want to do it. Um, <laughs> so I, I take my hat off to the people that do do it, but it's it's something that needs to be looked at properly. Yeah, that's fair. Um, any other sort of thoughts on that game? I think we've sort of covered everything. Major incident. Is there anything else that you picked out that you, that you thought was mentioning? One, one thing. Uh, Bill Tupu's break oh. at twenty-two all, and he decided to pass it with Richard Myler next to him, uh, yeah, and open ground in front of him, which would would have, yeah, put us over. Oh, another try. Um, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, it was. It was getting caught up, but I still think he could have made it. Um, and that was the the one thing that, that, that disappointed me the most. I think yeah. that he was so close, but it just didn't happen. I do think the left side of our attack really, really scared them. I think, and if they play like that all season, I've got no doubts that we'll be all right because. That left-hand side, you know, Miller, mm-hmm. Asher, Tuku, Johnson, if they all stay fit and healthy all season, we will score some points down that side because they are they are excellent when they're on form. There's a reason that three of them were in the dream team together. Yeah. Um, I suppose, again, you mentioned Miller again. I think the only thing for me is might be um, controversial, mm-hmm. but I'd, I, I, I want him not to be captain. Get that. Um, I think that's more pressure on him as well. 
I think they might not talk as much, but I think I think Matty Asher is just an unsung hero for us. He just does. He's just brilliant, and I feel like he deserves it. And yeah, I just I just feel like Miller's got still got a little bit too much pressure on him. Yeah, I understand. I understand that. I think I think you make a good point there, but I think for me, he is. He looks like the senior person at the minute, like in in the team. He's the one that's barking the instructions, and mm-hmm. you you saw how fired up he was when he absolutely clattered Dwight. Like he, he he is a sometimes he is a leader from the front. And all right, last year didn't go to plan. We won't dwell on that too much. No. We didn't go to plan, and Miller looked a bit lost because he didn't have a proper halfback with him. I think we just need to kind of like. Because I was I was happy with the overall performance at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We might have lost, but we've we we performed well, I guess. Um, Miller looks better, and I think the more we see from Miller playing like that with a little bit of freedom, because Lino's doing all the organising for him. If Miller can just concentrate on being the leader in that team, and then on on top of that, his natural game, which we know he's excellent at, where he's finding breaks and making holes and. And, and looping passes out to Tom, mm. you know it's going to be all right. Like, yeah. Um. So I guess I guess we might as well just rate that performance out of ten as well. Yeah. Um. I think I'd give it around about a seven. Yeah. Um, it was it was a solid performance. We lost at the end of the day, which yeah. obviously was disappointing. But yeah. there was there were some promising signs, and for it being the first game of the season, we've got to give them. Some credit. I, I agree. I think probably a seven is probably fair on that one. Um, so we might as well get into uh, what else has happened since then. Then we've had the Challenge Cup draw today, which gives an indication of when we're recording. Um, Catalan's away, and we managed to somehow get the hardest away trip that we possibly could have done. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, as soon as I saw it today, I was like, that is possibly the worst draw that we could have got. <laughs> and not not in terms of obviously playing Catalans because I don't know how they're going to go on this year, um, but just the, if we have to go to France, the tough team to yeah. play down down there, and it's, it'd be a tough game. I think the one thing going for us is the fact that they've not really had much of a preseason. They've, they've obviously been interrupted with Fran- France's COVID laws, um, and they did look like they tired a lot against KR. Like you don't have a twenty-four point lead and then let it drop. All right, they won it in Golden Point, but if you're a good side, you don't let that happen. Um, and because it's only a couple of weeks away, well, we've got two league games and then it's the Cup, they could still be feeling them effects and, and it could be a good time to play them. Probably isn't. Probably will be back to full fitness at that point and, and it'll make it a tough game for us. And But I, do you know what? I think it's a winnable game in, in terms of it's not Saints. Um, yeah, yeah. I think if we if we were at Saints away, I'd have probably just gone. Oh, there's always next year, but <laughs> I, I, I think there's I think there's a reasonable chance that we we can go there and give a good performance for ourselves. And I know that I know that that's what the club want. They want that Wembley run, but they know you've got to have that look as well. So it's it's one of those, I guess. If we win in France, excellent. If we don't, there's always next year. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, don't have, don't by any chance know if it will be in France, do you? I've got no inside intel. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> All I'm, I know not, is I'm not really sure of their situation at the minute. 
I think I think that at that point they will be at home. I think when they announce the fixtures, I'm sure that they're playing a home game at some point around that. But I might be wrong, and it might be a neutral then rule. Um, they haven't really said they haven't the RFL hasn't announced it yet, so I guess we're kind of just waiting to see what that is. I mean, it'll make it a lot better if it isn't. I mm-hmm. think for us, if it, if it is a neutral then rule and they want to do it as um, sort of back to back games like they've done for the first couple of rounds of Super League, then all right, yeah, sounds we'll, we'll see what see how it goes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we. we <laughs> It's Catalan. We'll go yeah. for it. It's fine. <laughs> um, and so Thursday night, Wigan. I want to say away, but it's well, it's away. It's St. Helens. Away for the Yeah, it's a neutral game. Um, last time we played them, they beat us comfortably, twenty-eight sixteen. But then again, last year most teams beat us comfortably. Um, they did give some team news out today. Jai field out for five months, which it's hard to say how that will be because they, they, he's not played for them. So it's tough to really give, make any judgment on that. He is a good player, but um, I suppose they will miss him. But uh, they've confirmed that Jack, Jackson Hastings will be back in team, which typical of our luck. Um, but there was no mention of Bevan French. What's your thoughts on going there Thursday night? Um. I was worried um, until I saw them play against Lee. Um, I thought they were, they were pretty poor. Um, with Jackson Hastings back, I don't know who he'll come in for um, because I, I really did rate that um, Harry Smith. Harry Effing Smith. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought I thought it was very good. Um, yeah. But I've never, to this day, I don't see what they see in um, Tommy Lulu. I just... I've never, never, never got that one to be honest. Yeah, for me as a hooker as well, I think he's played out of position at the minute because they, yeah. they have got a few injuries and yeah, Leeds did as well. But Wigan have also got injuries. Mm-hmm. I think when I checked earlier, they're without Manfredi, Marshall, uh, Field now, um, uh, Gildart, Gildart's the other one. So they've got a lot of outside, a good outside backs missing. And all right, they've, they've got forwards, and it's the same as Leeds. They are good forwards as well. But I think if if we get a couple of hours back, I can't I can't see any reason why we can't go there and win. Like if we've got a, if we've got Jowett at full back and you bring Eddie Batty in for one of the prop forwards on the bench, and you bring Carl Wood in for one of Crowder or Wood, um, the strong the sides as strong as it's probably going to be, and it's a good time to play them. Look yeah. at the injuries they've got. And they don't. I don't feel we can like. I fear St. Helens. Wigan might be the second best, third best side in the league, but I don't fear them like I do St. Helens. And we're playing them at a good time. Yeah, um, I mean, I've just, I've just said, just we need to get the ball out, out wide quicker because yeah. where where their injuries are is the centers and wingers, um, and I think ours uh, will be a lot better than what they've got, and um, so. If, if we can take advantage of that, then I think, as you say, we we stand in good stead and have a good, decent chance. Yeah, I mean, is there anyone that you particularly want to see play in this game for outside? Um, in, in terms of for us? Yeah, so anyone, because even if it's a player that played and you weren't massively impressed with them against Leeds or 
player to come back in? What are you thinking? Um, I would. Uh, I'd like to see um, Kyle Wood back. I think. Mm. Um, I feel like we missed him a lot, and Eddie Batty. I don't. I'm not sure um, what was up with Tanga. I didn't seem to play that many minutes. No. Um, I, I don't know. Player that's probably going to come out for whoever is fit. If if Batty or Pitts are fit, I think yeah, Batty come back in. Yeah, I think Batty's got to be a hundred percent in there. I think he's um, probably one of our better forwards. Um, but I'd, I'd like to see Lafita um, start on the bench. I think he has more of an impact coming off the bench. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Personally, I think he's just. Especially when there's um, weary forwards out there, um, it can cause a lot of havoc. Yeah, I think we might as well touch on it a little bit. I don't know if you saw much of, in terms of the fans on Twitter and Facebook talking about Dave. There was a lot of criticism, really, for him, saying he wasn't he wasn't great, but I thought he was really good. I, he, he tackled well. He, he made some good yards. All right, he's, he's not the same player as he was in 2017, but People know how to defend against him now. Yeah, it was the first game of the season. I think you've got to give him a little bit of time to get back into it. Obviously, coming off the bad season that we had last year, um, and then for whatever reasons, not not playing many minutes. <laughs> um, don't want to go too much into that, obviously. No, we'll stay um, <laughs> but I think he's got a lot to offer. Um, I think he will become dangerous again when he gets more of a chance. As I say, yeah. coming off the bench, I think will help him. Yeah, no, that's that's. I think that's probably fair as well. I think I, I want to see Dave back to his best, but at the same time, as long as he puts in numbers where he's tackling well and he's making yards, you can't have any complaints. And he's not making errors. He, I don't think he made an error. Really, no. I thought Arona was just as good. And I thought, ta- you know what? Out of the three um, Antipodeans that started the game. I thought Tanginoa was the quietest, and he wasn't bad by any means. I just thought he was a little bit quieter than the other two. Um, I'd like to see him back to the player that we saw last year and the year before, because he's he's not many, he's not won many games at Wakefield, but he's one hell of a player when he gets going. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think there's many doubts that he's the best player that we've got. Yeah. Um, and again, it's it's. It's the first game of the season. Is I don't know how much preseason they've had and, no. and what they've managed to do, but it, it looks big. It looks powerful. Yeah. It still runs it hard as it can. Um, I just think against Leeds, we were, we were dominated in the forwards, and again, I think that massively to do with us missing Carwood. Yeah, I suppose we'll sort of wrap it up at this point. But before we do. Um, just got a couple of things that we need to address. So obviously, um, if we want to do the vibe of the week, <laughs> that's what we're calling it, down at Bellevue vibe of the week. Uh, I might as well ask you for it. What, it doesn't have to be a player. It could be a moment. It could be a decision. It could it could be video referee. <laughs> um, what are you thinking for this week's award? It's, it's hard not to award. say, Tom. <laughs> Is it? No, um, I agree. I, I I'd have nominated Tom as well. It's, yeah, he's. I don't. I can't. I've not got no words for him. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no, I agree. He's phenomenal. Yeah, 
the two tries he scored, as we've already said, no one else in Super League scores them. I think the other player I would like to probably mention is Miller. I thought he was everywhere. I thought he was everywhere on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other person I would probably like to mention um, is Chester for not coming out and saying uh, the boys give it all they could. Because I've him say that. Um, I thought he got his. I thought he got his team selection as good as he could have done as well. Yeah. I thought after the criticism that's been levelled against him. Chester did really well in terms of coming back from that and and picking a side that that gave us a chance and, and that's that's all we want to see, isn't it? We just want to see him put Give them all. Yeah, that's, the, that's the psyche and the DNA of, of Wakefield. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I just want to close out with before we go, um, we, there is a giveaway that we, we that we're doing at the minute, um, which is. Bit different, we've never really done one before, but in association with iconic sporting highlights, we are giving away a, a beautiful, fantastic rugby league print. Um, all you have to do is get onto the Twitter account for myself. There is uh, sorry, the podcast Twitter account if you want to follow me as well, you know, you can do. <laughs> um, but if you if you want to enter the competition, go to the Down at Bellevue podcast uh, Twitter account, which is just at Down at Bellevue. Um, there is a tweet there. All you have to do is retweet the tweet, follow myself on this account, and follow at sporting underscore prints, which is uh, iconic sporting highlights as Twitter account. Um, the draw closes on the 4th of April 2021. I don't know why it would close any other year. <laughs> um, at seven o'clock at night. So you've got until the end of the week to do this one. Um, they're all fantastic. I've ordered one myself and they are really good quality. Uh, they've got loads of images on site and they, you, you can do uh, custom ones as well if you really wanted to, to do a try that's not on there. We've got uh, the Jason Demetrio one against Castleford from 2006, which is the one that I've, I've ordered. I couldn't help not order that one. Uh, Jason Demetrio against Hull FC in 2004 when they were in the playoffs. Uh, Tom Johnston against Huddersfield uh, when he went the full length and danced around 14 players and Scott Moore against Bradford in 2015 that season was rubbish but that try wasn't um, <laughs> so yeah if you, if you want to enter it that's how you do it there is loads of links on site we'll link Liam's Twitter in, in the comments as well um, yeah thanks for listening again thanks for joining me as well Liam yeah no worries mate I've, I've enjoyed it I've <laughs> nice to be invited on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thanks once again, and I uh, hope you all have a great week. And we'll see you on Friday with an interview with John Minards. And we'll see you next week with our week two review. Hopefully, we're reviewing a win um, and the week three preview. All the best. <laughs>